was thinking about our first podcast. This is our first podcast. This is volume one, part zero. This is volume one, part zero, before we even got to why, it, before we even got to our symbols, before we even got to all of the characters and friends we met along the way in our mentoring. Why are we doing this, Jimmy? I think we're doing this because we want to create community through mentoring. We want people to create relationships outside of their normal spheres. We want people to get outside their comfort zones and learn how to be appropriately vulnerable to then create really strong relationships elsewhere. I, I think it's so important. We talk about it all the time. And mentoring is, as it was approached to me when I first entered the workforce, a very stodgy, really crappy monthly lunch meeting with bad food and worse conversation. And we're trying to find something that is going to take people on a journey that will help them create relationships that they didn't know they wanted, definitely didn't know they needed, and most importantly, didn't know how much happiness it's going to bring them and satisfaction that they're able to help nurture another and nurture themselves. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that definition? I think, I think that's, you know, as a communications professional, it's maybe a little long, but I do have to say that I think you're spot on because ultimately at the end of the day, what this is about is creating and maintaining great relationships. And you're able to have, you know, really great relationships in your personal life. You and I have both really chosen our professional relationships because as entrepreneurs, we, you know, pick our teams, we pick the people that we want to spend our time with, but not everybody is quite as lucky as we are. And I also think there's an element of a visage, visage is that the right word? Or kind of visage. a um, vis visage, so it's an element of a visage in um, the traditional workplace where people kind of put on their like game face for that work environment. And if yeah, you're able armor. to have, yeah, they put on their armor and, and that's really hard. And I think that's something you and I have both been able to somewhat avoid, but to create some language and to create some content that people in any job are able to be more vulnerable with each other, be able to share more of what they actually really want out of life, and then being able to help each other to be able to create that. So that is why this is so exciting um, for me, because I think if we can help people have better relationships in their workplace, they're going to have better relationships in their whole life. And I'm pumped because I'm going to learn so much about communication and how to really <laughs> tighten it up. <laughs> Tighten it up, Jimmy. Only three symbols at a time. I'll try to do better in the future, Julie. Uh, okay. There, are, well, and again, that goes back to our relationship, right? Like, uh, you can help me with about 900 other things besides message houses. So that's what's great about having this kind of relationship because you each have different skills that you bring to, to the relationship, you both have different things that you teach each other. And I think that the three things. Mm that we always talk about what you want to bring into this relationship is is vulnerability is being able both as the you know sort of mentor um, guide and the mentee believer is a vulnerability about you know being honest about what you have strength in and what you have challenges in and being comfortable with that i think it is um commitment so being committed to having this relationship, to showing up for it, you know, there's times where maybe you don't feel like it or times where you're tired or times where you are really struggling and you don't want to talk about it. You kind of just want to sit all by yourself and just feel sorry for yourself, but you don't want to open your mouth about it. Um, but if you make that commitment, then you have to keep showing up for each other. And I think the third thing is actually this evolution, which I know you and I have talked a lot about is this idea of you show up in this relationship in one way, but you have no idea where it's going to go. 
gonna go, which is also a bit of just a trust in the fact that you two, you know, you and your mentor, your mentee are meant to have this relationship and you don't know where it's gonna go. That would be threes. That's what my communications background would teach you. That's the three pillars to our message house here. <laughs> I'm learning fast. <laughs> what I love about this is that it really speaks a lot to our relationship, which we'll get into a little bit in this conversation. But, you know, it, it all started actually with, I would say, both of us being a bit vulnerable. I mean, I originally reached out to you cold on LinkedIn via a message. I don't think I even asked to connect as friends yet. I just messaged you and just said how uh, wonderful your business was, how we were both Tufts Jumbos alumni, and uh, would you be willing to come help me, saying I needed help, showing some vulnerability uh, as a guest speaker. Uh, in my course I teach at Tufts University Friedman School of Nutrition Science and Policy, will you come help the students? And by being a little bit vulnerable, you actually uh, came back and said yes, and then we're open to a conversation. And you know, you risk your time, you risk, uh, you know, not having a good experience. Well, and that is also, I mean, of course, it so many great things end up coming out of that conversation. But I think it is always that element of being vulnerable. And I think something that we've talked about as we get into all of our mentoring symbols is this idea. I think we call it uh, towards the end of our. Um, our mentoring content is really around this idea of taking risks and we call it the pokeball but it's really around taking risks and just trying something and asking somebody the worst that happens is they say no the worst that happened is you reached out to me and i just was like no i'm busy or i didn't respond or what have you um and i felt the same way about you after we met in person and we met right before the pandemic started and the pandemic hit and we were both sitting at home, you know, bored. And I was like, well, actually we had such a great conversation. Maybe there's more we can talk about. Maybe there's a business we could start together. Maybe there's something, a kind of a project we could work on together. And then I threw the pokeball back at you and, you know, here we are. So I think there is an element of like, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. And also, again, that kind of goes back to that third part of it is just maybe a trust that people show up in your life for various reasons. And it's worth just reach out to them and see what happens. I was a great opportunity to uh, fail small, fail fast. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lose much. And Jimmy will talk too fast anyways. Won't, wait, won't take up too much of your time. But what, what, what's interesting and coming back to our, the second point you brought up commitment is I think we both had a commitment to helping others. And initially that was, you know, helping those students uh, in that course back in 2020 uh, in the springtime uh, of, Hey, if we can help these students together and enjoy that process, and then we can have a commitment to showing up on time to a couple phone calls, you know, being credible when we're talking to each other. Well, who knows what could happen next? And I think next uh, in that, which was like our evolution, uh, the, the third symbol after we had some commitments was uh, you asked me for some help on some of your business issues. I then asked you for some help and kind of without knowing we started mentoring each other in what we knew about things uh, or, or the areas of expertise that the other that we had the other one didn't have and that then really over time evolved then now into this new venture augmenters.us and how we can help others get further faster through mentoring but we never would have seen that coming in the beginning if we came into if i had my initial message to you being like <laughs> hmm i know what i can do here yeah, we're going to start a business in about uh, 17 and a half months. 
Set that timer. I probably would have, I mean, you know me, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> this person's crazy. It sounds like fun. It's not somebody the t-shirt that said, that's a terrible idea. What time? <laughs> what time should I be there? I love the t-shirt. You know, that's so true, but you never, you actually never, you know, you really never know. And I think that, um, I think that there's so much imposter syndrome or sort of fear that I think we see. I know you and I both talk to a lot of business owners or your students or folks even within the corporate setting who are looking to find mentors and they have this, you know, am I going to be annoying or am I going to be, uh, are they going to think I am not smart or are they going to think that they're wasting their time? And that is the biggest barrier I think that we have the opportunity to help people get over is the idea that not only by showing up and being vulnerable yourself, you're actually helping somebody else because they have an opportunity to help you. And the more you think, oh, no, no, I can do it myself. That's actually somewhat selfish in itself. You know, that when you're open to letting others help you, then you can, then it's, it's a gift to them. Totally. A, a rising tide lifts all boats, you know, build a bigger pie, share that pie, whatever it is. And, and I think kind of the opposite of that, which is a really important, uh, you know, analogy is like when somebody's, when a stranger is randomly mean to you, it usually has no reflection on you. You're just in the wrong space at the wrong time, often. You know, now you might have done something to instigate it, but, you know, when it's full blow up, it's really not on you. And I think that's the same thing that, you know, when you're reaching out to somebody else, understand that that person's not going to be mad or frustrated with you that you reached out. They may just not think it's a good fit for a variety of reasons. You know, it could have been an issue with family or an existing commitment, whatever it is. Or work and, or something. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know, as Michael Jordan said, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take and you're supposed <gasps> to miss shots. Yes. You're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So simple. So true. And, and you don't want to take too many shots, but be vulnerable, understand where you're coming from. And the biggest thing that I think we took out of uh, how to think about the, the pitch uh, when we talk about uh, QVC as our spirit guide is that you know, if you're pitching and that person accepts the phone call, you know, it means they accepted the phone call. They don't read into it any more than that. They actually want to be there for whatever reason. It doesn't really matter. Just now show up for that phone call. And if they yeah. then accept a second phone call, when you are like Oprah, our spirit guide building rapport, you know, the queen of rapport building, uh, then the second phone call, show up again. There's nothing else you need to do that's more important than being on time, being vulnerable, and then third one, being open to whatever the next evolution may be. And also doing the follow-up, follow you know, and being consistent and setting up your relationship. And off you go. I think now the more and more we've talked about this topic, the more and more important I think it is, Jimmy, because I think in the world, we could probably all use more and better, really good, strong relationships. And I think we could all use the opportunity to care about each other more and to take care of each other more. We are talking about it particularly in the professional setting. Obviously, the personal setting is a whole nother realm. But in the professional setting, I think people really caring about and taking care of each other in the workplace makes a better workplace. I think it makes a workplace that more people want to come back to. There's more loyalty. There's more um, 
opportunity, I think, for really deepening of culture. So I am so excited that we are having an opportunity to bring this mentoring to um, other organizations and for them to potentially be part of this movement. Augmentors.us, here we come. And, 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 and though, you know, you know, I say the name slightly in jest, though it means a lot to us, and I think we can really you know, improve those relationships. You know, what we're talking about is not just teams having better communication between other teams. We're talking about almost like the hydrogen bonds between ice that really hold ice together and make it stronger than water. We're talking about those individual relationships between people. These are still personal relationships. The mentoring relationship is not, as we talk about in our, in our Venn diagram of half personal and half professional interests, it really combines those two. And it is, it, it is a unique relationship. It's not, I know every time I need to have a new contract, you know, I go to Bob and Bob makes sure the contract gets done. And every time I need new marketing messaging, I go to Sarah. No, this is going to be like, hey, I have a question about, you know, how should I approach, you know, key performance indicators in my next whatever meeting? Oh, hey, Bob, I know you kind of do this a little bit in your job. What, what do you think about me? And, you know, uh, how do you feel about, you know, the last time you went to the theater? And what did you think about that play, too? And, like, let's also show we, I care about you beyond just what you can help me for. And same thing with, you know, asking, you know, whoever else in the organization, showing you care about them, value them as a person, and you want their advice, you know, that can be quite flattering and go a long way. And now that when a company starts having all these individual relationships beyond department relationships, beyond teams, now suddenly you're really holding it all together very tightly. And as you said, that's company culture. That's something that's exciting to come back to. That's a corporate retreat I want to go show up to because everybody knows each other. It sounds like a great time. They care about each other. And they remember each other. And the other thing I think we say too is the idea of just really being yourself and how important that is and really being able to be yourself at work um, and being able to show up as you are, show the parts of you that are unique. Um, and yeah, that is definitely, definitely the corporate retreat you wanna to go to where people are being authentic, they're being themselves, they're showing up for each other, they're caring about each other. They create a corporate culture that moves further, faster with others through mentoring. And what's great is that when you start having relationships outside of teams or specific departments, you're now having folks with very different backgrounds. Everybody's talking about diversity these days, but it's not only important to have everybody in a boat that is, you know, of different backgrounds, different perspectives, different, you know, cultures, races, religions. That's not enough. Those people need to be talking. They need to care about each other. They need to have some kind of understanding and especially if you're onboarding new people to a business with a goal, well, the best way to learn about the history of that business and to understand where it might be going is to start having real one-on-one -on -one personal relationships with others. And mentoring is a fantastic way to do that when you actually give up about the other person and it's not just something transactional. So it's, it's really got to be relational. It's a great context, and I think it's also something that job seekers are looking for. I mean, it feels these days everybody's jumping ship and looking for something else, and I think that, you know, not only is it beneficial for the culture that you currently have, but I think to be able to share that with potential hires or potential clients. Um, I know in my organization, Ewell Global, as a B Corp and a certified woman-owned business, there is an idea that we have this very, you know, inclusive culture, um, which I think that we work really hard to have. So from the recruiting standpoint, 
you know, it's great for relationships. It is great for an organization for longevity. And it's also kind of good for business, I have to say too. So it's, it's a triple win. See, always back to threes, Jimmy. Triple net. Yep. Just, just like <laughs> me on the basketball court, hit those threes. So, uh, it, and, and just like if it's good for business, I think it's also good for community because the yeah. same, if you get into a routine of truly caring about your business colleagues who you're effectively forced to spend time with because you all work together, you're all rowing the boat in the same direction. Well, when you go home and you run into your neighbor and you already have these skills of active listening, of, of like really asking questions, of trying to, to listen and put yourself in the shoes of, of, of your neighbor, you're going to start developing a relationship and finding something interesting about that person. Suddenly then, you know, when, when, when the dog poops in front of your house, <laughs> it's not going to become a big kerfuffle. You know, you're just like, you know, hey, neighbor, I picked it up this time. Can you just look out next time? And like, uh, are we still on for, you know, next Saturday for brunch? You know, like, and, and that kind of community, especially across different, uh, different backgrounds, different perspectives, different groups, that's what then I think creates what we always have been saying about culture. When we're talking about the, the culture of a community now, where if you're having people, not just, you know, where it's 10 different folks that all look like you, all going to dinner, all with the same backgrounds, all with similar jobs, but now you're starting to have relationships where you care about different people, that's the fabric of society. Suddenly all these smaller personal bonds are bringing us together. And, and that's, I think what I would say is our big hairy goal as a business venture is how do we, you know, our focus is just going to be on these larger institutions, Fortune 1000 companies and helping them really uh, understand their mentoring programs and providing content to instill company culture throughout these, these, these mentorship or mentoring relationships. But if that can spill over and we can be a small part of helping, you know, heal some of these wounds and pains from decades, centuries ago and start really having people learning how to care about each other one-on-one -on -one in in very you know uh polite yet vulnerable yet yet, yet supporting ways um, it's exciting you know it, it it really gets me excited to continue to work with you on this and hopefully uh you know meet a lot of exciting folks along the way and we know there's a lot of demand out there we know people want to get better we know people yeah. want to get further we know people don't want to waste time so time for augmenters so we're here to create the structure. This is what we're doing. So uh, as, as, a, as a beautiful silver lining of a very unexpected pandemic that we had in 2020, out of that has birthed this organization. And that is super, super exciting. Uh, there's always a lot to be said about making lemonade out of lemons. So here we are. And when I was young, I liked you know chewing on the rind at the supermarket of the lemon. <laughs> So I totally get it. Why not? Talk about being vulnerable. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. So uh, uh, if, if, if we're talking about, you know, mentoring, and that's our preferred word for this relationship, because we don't want to call it, you know, a mentorship, because that kind of starts getting into, you know, cool. higher, higher, yeah, hierarchical things. It's mentoring, because a good mentoring relationship means, hey, at the workplace, when you're talking, or when you're talking about business, with your, you know, business, you know, mentoring uh, individual, you you may understand that you know so and so is going to have more experience with the company and therefore can help you more there. But on the flip side, you know, you may be able to provide a whole lot more 
you know, information to so-and-so about how to fish better so that the person who's helping you with the company can spend better time with their kids or something along the way. And something as simple as fishing or whatever is a personal interest. So uh, it, it, it can really go both ways. And that's why we want to call it mentoring. And yeah. we're going to keep using that throughout. Can you talk a little bit about why we decided to say we, we're going to use the term for mentees, we're going to use believers? So again, going back to the fact that there is, you know, when I talk about sales with my organization, I try to talk about it as impact. Um, and when you talk about the idea of networking, I think it's more about like relationship driving. So as we're talking about mentoring, we have talked for a long time about the fact that it feels like a very, uh, mentorship feels like a very old school idea. So the idea of being a mentee and a mentor is a very hierarchical relationship. And as we talked about, we see these evolutions happening. One time you're a mentor, one time you're a mentee, one time, you know, you're a believer, one time you're a guide. So the idea that within this context, you know, we see sort of the mentor as the guide because you're just basically sharing your knowledge. You're providing a, um, you're, you're guiding somebody on their journey. They are setting their vision. They are setting their roadmap. They're deciding where they want to go. And you are just helping them along the way. You're not, you know, you're not making it happen for them. You're not making decisions for them. You're just supporting them. And then um, on the believer side, we really want a mentee to be a believer in themselves. That's why they're approaching this relationship. They see that they have greater purpose beyond potentially what they're doing today. They want to level up. And so by being a, uh, by being a believer in themselves, they're able to show up for this relationship for the guide to be able to, to, to take them on the journey. So we're, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to see if people, you know, uh, will adopt to our language, but we really see them as, as, um, as believers and guides. I think you did a great job of teeing up our initial uh, reasoning for why we're going to use believers as mentees as much as possible and guides as mentors as much as possible. I'm sure we'll get some feedback in the comments and elsewhere <laughs> about this. I'm excited. And to we're see open. You. We're open to other ideas. We are open to to guides helping us on our journey as well. Obviously, on, on, on our branding journey of creating new <laughs> words throughout the universe. But what, what, what I think is really exciting about that is to me, it simplifies what you need to bring when you come to this first mentoring interaction. As a believer, all you need is some belief in yourself and an idea. That's it. And as a that's guy, it. sorry, go ahead. No, that's it. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just exclamation point. That, that's it. Exclamation point. Boom. As a, as a, guide as a mentor all you need to come is be ready to give what you already have and to not give answers but to just give directional thoughts you don't have to say yes or no you just need to be somewhere in that gray area and provide context for what the believer is inspired about so as long you as also only have to share stories of your experience if somebody asks you, if you came to me and said, Julie, I am really curious to understand how I should build a high rise. And I would say, Jimmy, let's talk about how you're going to market the high rise. Let's talk about how you're going to message a high rise. But if you want to actually build a high rise, you probably need to talk to somebody else, but let's help you figure out who that person is. You only have to talk about your own experience and you only have to guide them along that way. So I think there's a lot of fear around the mentor, the, the guide feeling like they have to have all the answers. And the simple, simple point to, to us is 
as a, as a, as a guide, as a, as a mentor, you, you cannot be right or wrong. You just need to be there. You just need to show up to support and nurture your believers idea and inspiration. 100%. I am now so obsessed with this topic. Everybody who I meet, I ask them if they want me to be their mentor slash guide. And most people think I'm crazy. A few people have taken me up on it and they think I am like now a mentoring machine. And the other thing I have to say too, Jimmy, and it's always been a challenge for me, is now I have learned to start asking for help more than I have in the past as well. So that is my vulnerability is that I am an only child and I very much like to do things on my own. I have a hard time asking for help. So I have learned for sure in the last couple of years, but for sure in the last 18 months, more conversations we've had about it, how important it is for me to ask for help as well. So I hope others are able to uh, maybe take inspiration from that and that it's great to ask for help. And as a co-only child, I, I can share <laughs> some of the same issues, especially as an engineer trained to solve problems, but I couldn't agree more and I need to take my advice as much as I say it. I mean, you got to put on your own oxygen mask first before you can truly help others. And that sometimes takes some real difficult poking and prodding of yourself, your own brain in the mirror, being reflective and really thinking about, you know, your why. And uh, I, I think that's something that we should talk about here too, about how important it is. And we're going to get into all these steps. You know, you're going to have eight parts now of our, you know, augmentors.us, you know, masterclass light, where we're going to go through uh, every step of a mentoring relationship. And we're going to give you three symbols because Julie is tight with her communication <laughs> and is going to make sure we don't make it confusing and make but sure- But you will make sure our message house does not fall down. Our message house will not fall down. Our foundations are good and they'll be very actionable as we go through this. And I think that's because, you know, you know it's all about, you know, uh, it's all about why you want to be doing this. It's not what you do, it's why you do it. And that is something that has, is said a lot, but it is so critical when coming to this mentoring relationship where you come with not a whole lot of why. All you need to come with is this belief in yourself as the believer, and you just need to come with experience and vulnerability as the guide. There's not a whole lot else. And if you can come knowing that the first phone call or in-person meeting or Zoom may not be the most casual, relaxed, you know, interaction of all time, and it may feel not like you were talking to your best friend the entire, uh, you know, uh, interaction. Well, guess what? They're not your best friend. You just entered into a mentor and relationship. <laughs> and as long as that person wants to show up again and speak with you, it means they said they want to show up again and speak with you. So yeah. take it that they want to show up again and speak with you and continue to build it over time. Think about all the other relationships that we have in our lives, professional, romantic, you know, uh, social, you know, uh, you know, even relationships with large companies like governments, they all grow slowly over time. They're not going to snap immediately. Even if you fall in love on the first date, it doesn't mean you're getting married the next day and that it is smooth, <laughs> easy riding for a hundred years. And if you do, might not be the best idea. As a mom of teenage daughters, I can tell you, not a good idea. So we'll unpack that later, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parking lot it uh, for now, but it, it, it's something to say, don't go in with huge expectations. Just go
go in, being ready to be vulnerable, making sure you're ready to make a commitment to actually be present in these conversations and that you're open to an evolution over time and you don't need to bring much to these interactions other than truly attempting to give a crap about the other person you're gonna be speaking to, caring about them as an individual first and just listening. So Jimmy, I think the key thing that we want to share people share with people is that mentoring, developing this relationship is potentially a game changer when it comes to your professional life, not only for the opportunity for you to create a deep professional uh, it within your job, but also to create really great relationships in a professional environment. And we also know that there is not content or language related to this topic. So that is the problem that we are solving. We definitely recommend that people consider taking a look at our content. Um, we have programs that we can work with organizations on to help you really create this content and create a shared language around mentoring that becomes part of your culture um, and becomes part of the DNA of your company to not only support your employees, to support your uh, recruiting, to support the whole organization. And so that's what we're really excited about sharing with you today. I love it. And, and what's so important too, is that what we're doing here at augmenters.us, it has nothing to do with the smashing of people together. We are not here to choose who should be talking. We actually think that's likely a secondary function. We are here only to help layer on top so that when people do come together, whether it's because of their own volition of reaching out to somebody or through an already structured mentoring program, they have some context and some basic tools for how to build that relationship within whatever structure you already have in place at your organization. And I'm gonna take it one step further. If you're able to build these really nice professional relationships, you might start finding that when you're working with people that you actually know a little bit more about, not in a weird way, you know, you don't wanna know like every issue, <laughs> but, but in, a, in, a, in a positive relationship way, and you don't need to know everybody, but that you may start feeling more satisfaction in your job because now it's not that you and 999 other people are growing revenue 10%, but you and 10 people who you kind of give a crap about are growing revenue 10%. Maybe next year, it's another 10 people. And what's really important about all this, and I know we're really, you and I are really excited, but this, when we say evolutions to a mentoring relationship, it doesn't mean that you take one phone call and you keep showing up for a year, they have to show up for another 20. It is totally appropriate over time to say, I have other things going on, now's not the time to talk. Relationships have natural ebbs and flows. Yeah. And when you start to actually care about somebody, you're gonna listen and be like, oh, hey, I got it. You know, your, your kid is now three and a full-fledged toddler. Let's give you some space. I know you can't make monthly meetings anymore, but could I reach out in, in six months or a year and just catch up? You know, I think that's a really important evolution that when you start a mentoring relationship and it goes well early, it doesn't have to go forever. And you have no, that I would, I will very much look forward to hearing about all the ways that people's mentoring relationships that we didn't guess about have turned into something completely different than they possibly would have guessed. So I am so excited about this journey and I feel like we are really creating a mentoring revolution. Is that too big of a word? Maybe, but let's see what happens. 
<laughs> an evolution revolution a mentoring evolution revolution i i'm just i'm just showing up with a bit of vulnerability <laughs> i'm committed to making all of our meetings and supporting you julie <laughs> and, I, and i'm ready to evolve with our customers and you over time <laughs> all right jimmy read us out end of the episode go for it end of the episode uh we want to thank our producer, director, <laughs> choreographer at all, uh, Erica Samus for uh, taking care of our audio and video production and development. Thanks, Erica. And we look forward to seeing and listening or hearing from whatever, you, whatever adverb you'd like, uh, all of our listeners on our next episode, which will be volume one, part one of augmentering.us. It will be on vision and your mentoring vision will be guided by Bob Ross, a spirit guide like no other. See you next week. Can't wait. Bye. Peace.